0: What is going on everybody welcome to thursday night crossfit talk brought to you by glidesdale media what's going on jamie latimer's with me what's going on oh not oh, much not much so it's been a busy week for you it has been a has crazy busy week <laughs> let's start with some fun stuff you went and saw matchbox 20 last night i did how was it
1: it was a good show um the acoustics were great. Uh, parking was atrocious though, and getting out of there took us fifty minutes, like we didn't get home till like one fifteen in the morning. Um, so I feel like that spoiled it a little bit from my husband. like he was he drove and he, I feel like he was stressed. Um, but I yeah. loved the concert.
0: What time did he have to be at work?
1: He has to be there at six. He gets up at like four fifty.
0: Yeah, that would be yeah. rough.
1: Yeah, he missed the gym today. He messaged me, he was like, "I'm gonna try to get a nap in," and he slept through class. So,
0: so okay. what was the best song?
1: Um, I mean, like Push is my favorite, but that's like
0: everyone's favorite, right? Yeah. 3M was really good. My favorite is uh, "I Believe the World is Coming to an End." That one, you know, I don't even know the name yeah. of the song. <laughs>
1: See how That one, yes. I think he's. they started with that one, and I thought it was a great open.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I love my matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, there she is. Arlene is with us.
2: Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking about Matchbox 20 because uh Jamie went and saw them last night and didn't get home until 1:15 in the morning. Okay. After- so, okay that's great yeah we are super stoked to have you here um and just to cool. introduce you jamie latimer she's my co-host um and i had you on once before which is still in my top five shows of all time um because we didn't talk crossfit ever and that's why i oh, love thank it.
2: you i appreciate that
0: so you were a part of the Big Fish Foundation. My over service is like
2: cutting. My service is cutting oh. out. Let me make sure.
0: So your video is Let still working see. beautifully for us. It is? It is.
2: Okay. Okay. Is my uh, voice still working okay though? Am I cutting out? Because yeah, you guys need- are cutting out.
0: So that must be what you're hearing. Everything's great on our end.
2: Okay, there we go.
0: So you were a part of the Big Fish Foundation uh, weekend this past weekend.
2: Yeah, the fundraiser.
0: yeah. and uh, and can you explain to the audience what that fundraiser was for?
2: So, um, the Big Fish Foundation raises uh, money to support well, the fundraiser raises money to support um, the Big Fish Foundation, which um, supports veterans and um, basically uh, it promotes um, support to veterans who are, like, willing to uh, put in some work. Um, And, uh, like, Tosh talks a lot about, like, um, put on your gloves and, like, don't just put your hands out. Like they want someone to put the gloves on. Um, And so they uh, do a lot of their support and um, for veterans, like in physical activity and um, like weekend events or like uh, kind of more, more things that are like physical and building community and um, yeah, like not just, uh, You know giving handouts but like putting um veterans to work to allow them um a sense of community and a sense of pride and um you know fulfillment in like their journey so it's a really amazing um foundation um i found out that uh i have some friends or and some members who um have, uh, seen veteran suicide firsthand. And so, um, it like is very like close to my heart. And then, um, I also just love like, uh, what Tosh is doing. So I have supported it for a while now.
0: And so it's a 30 hour event in which you do a ton of tasks yeah so
2: it yeah every year it's different um this year it happened to be um a lot of teamwork so we were working in um there was just one piece like the first two and a half hours was individual and then everything after that was all in teams of six teams of four teams of two um and this year we did uh just like a lot of different things. Um the I didn't do it last year, but I did it the second year. And the same it's completely it was completely different from um, two years ago and then completely different from uh you know the first year. And so uh he changes it every year and we never really know what's coming. Um this year the focus was um adversity and um uncertainty. So uh that was like kind of going in we knew like and kind of anticipated that like there was going to be some uncertainty um and uh and so that was you know kind of a mental like mindfuck if you will uh yeah. from there so um we did uh a lot of trail a lot of trail running um, and then there was some mixed in there, like some CrossFit type stuff, which was cool. Um, I would have liked more CrossFit because um, that was where I like got to shine and like felt the most confident. Um, but uh, that was just kind of um, you know the way it, it goes. Uh, the really cool thing this year that I enjoyed was we got to do some shooting. Um, so I don't I don't shoot a lot. Um, and it was really cool for me to, like, learn something and um, feel like I, uh, I, like, took a lot away from that in terms of just, like, learning how to be better at, like, shooting a pistol. Um, so that was really fun. Um, and then the Hatchets event where we, like, chopped logs for four hours straight, um, that was really fun. Like, once I got the hang of it, like, I – got to like take out some aggression on the log and like every stroke what prayed that I didn't hit myself <laughs> so it was really cool
0: so you've posted two event recaps on Instagram and people can go to team carly yeah. if they want to read about those the mm-hmm. first one was the individual one you talked about and you actually I think midway through realized that you were trying so hard to get the sandbag over the bar that it actually was hurting you like it was better to just give it one yeah. go yeah. and take the penalty if you didn't make it than it was to to try perfection is yeah. is that something you learned um, in your
2: Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily something that I like learned and was like a big lesson for me, but it was actually one of my goals going in. Um, I heard a podcast with, uh, Kelly Baker, um, and she talked about that before semis, she wrote a letter to herself of what she would be proud of when she finished. And that was actually one of the things, um, so I did that. I loved that, um, and that was actually one of the things in the letter to myself that I wrote was that um, that I wouldn't, tr- I I didn't have to be perfect, and um, that I uh, would be proud of myself if I uh, was just me and just did just did me, um, and so that was. Uh, that was me just being me and, uh, not trying to be perfect and not, um, trying to, uh, you know, um, be something I wasn't like, it wasn't happening. Um, and for me, and, uh, I realized that, uh, it wasn't worth my time, um, and like frustration cause I was doing fine on the rest of it. So, um, that was, uh, you know, like a pretty cool, um, recap for me uh to you know like allow myself to like just be true to myself um and not try and be someone i wasn't
0: so so we pulled up the video of you chopping wood and are showing that right now Um, yeah (laughs) of the 30 hours how much of that was work and how much of that was rest
2: um i think we got 10 minutes in be- there was like seven or eight events and we got like 10 minutes in between each event um to like transition and like recover for the next one so um yeah it was like majority of the time uh majority of the 30 hours was work and, um, you know, 10 minutes between most of the events. Um, there was like a little bit of like downtime um, during that like hatchet and um, shooting event that we got like 30 minutes to shoot. And that was like the goal for that, like 30 minutes was like be calm um like not try and rush anything and so that was like almost a rest time like that was like a rest um before continuing to chop wood for another three and a half hours um but like you know it makes sense because you don't really like want to like rush and do something stupid when you have a pistol in your hand so
0: yeah that that makes total sense um so what what is your biggest takeaway from doing an event like this that goes thirty hours straight?
2: Um, you know, going into this event, uh, for me, I I've watched um, some people be successful at them, um, and uh, I've done a couple of them. So, I've done um, like a seventy-two hour row with Tosh, and um, I also did um, Big Fish fundraiser, the second one. Um, and I, and I watched people be successful. I watched, um, Brista Mayfield. I watched her be, uh, successful in it, um, wow. because she took risks and she, uh, she took risks. And when, when I would I watch would her take these risks and be them. like, there's no there's way, no way there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Um, you like, that's not logical. And like, she still took those risks. And so that was my goal for the weekend was to like, take a risk. Um, I don't feel like there was really like a, a big point for me where I had to like really like go against like, you know, logically this is not, I'm not, it's not possible. Um, but there were a lot of times in the 30 hours, um, that I was like, I could just let up. I can just let up. I've done enough. Um, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. And, um, at those moments I had to lean on my teammates and I also had to just keep telling myself like, so I just told myself out loud, I can do this. I can do this. Um, and it would be like, we'd go up a hill. My heart rate would spike and I would be like, I don't want to keep going. I don't want to keep going. I don't want to do this anymore. And then we'd go like down the hill and my heart rate would go down. I'd be like, okay, this isn't that bad. (laughs) And, um, so it was like literally like every 30 minutes I would like question myself. Like, I don't know if I can keep going any longer. I don't know if I'm capable of this. And, um, it was me just saying out loud, I can do this. Um, and then, uh, Tosh talked about, um, like, not like finishing and being proud of your effort and like, don't finish having any sort of regret or, um, disappointment in how you performed. Um, and And I know that I had that in the previous years, I had that experience of, I could have done more. Like I could have done more, but in that moment, I didn't want to. And so I leaned on that experience. Um, I leaned on that previous experience of like, knowing that I didn't want to finish feeling that way. um, And that all I had to do was do the next right thing and take one step like one more step. And towards the end, it didn't look pretty. Like I was walking and, um, you know, through the, on the trails and, uh, it got to like, where I was like, I didn't even want to walk anymore. And like, it was slow or slower than I would like it to be. Um, but I did get through all 30 hours of giving my best effort where that was, and that's not something that I've previously done. So, um, I was really, really proud of the fact that like, I did continue to push and I never gave up. Um, because that's, uh, that's what I've done in the past is like, I've just settled with like, oh, I made it 24 hours. It's good enough. Um, and, I was able to like run the last, um, lap that we had to run. And I was like, just really, really, really proud of that effort. So.
0: So our listener, Kenneth, DeLap says, wow, sounds like conquering some demons to me. Great job.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly like, um, that's exactly what Tosh talked about. Uh, it was like in the middle of the night. Um, and that's like where, you know, where it starts to like get really hard is like that, um, nighttime, um, you know, we all want to be sleeping. It was like, for me, it was like 1am to, or like probably like 2am to like 6am, um, was just like, that's the opportunity for like those demons to come in and tell you, and then like your inner critic to say like, you can't do this anymore. You should stop. And, um, and you know, for me, what I see, like my inner critic doing, like I see my inner critic as just trying to keep me safe. Um, But like, I know, and I can tell, you know, um, that inner critic that like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And, um, and, uh, and I'm just going to keep going and just keep doing the next right thing. And that allows us to like, keep those demons or like your inner critic kind of like quiet um, as opposed to like letting it get loud.
0: Jamie, you have any questions?
2: I mean, what are you... How are you
1: feeling during this? Do they they have food out there? Like,
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, So there's like, there's food, there's um, like 30 volunteers that are like just trying to like, they just want to help us. Um, And they like, every time there's any sort of like moment, that it like, even like in moments that you can't like I'm on the rower and they're like do you want something to eat like they will like like feed me you know um so if like I want something to eat at that moment like all I have to do is say like I need something to eat or they'll ask for me ask me um from like I said doing a couple of these events I kind of know like uh how to fuel myself and I guess I don't I don't wouldn't say I know how to fuel myself, but I uh, know what I what doesn't work for me. And what doesn't work is like a whole bunch of candy and like stuff that I don't normally eat. Um, So sticking to like very basics and um, like what I normally eat on a daily basis. And whereas, you know, you get kind of deep in the um, in it and you're like, all I want is like a Big Mac or like, I just want the candy and like, ice cream and whatever like I know better that like that just upsets my stomach I I still like struggle and I don't I don't know if there's something to it like because I feel like everyone experienced that like just like bloated and like just nothing like hard to like keep food like to get food in because like your stomach just so feels so like weird and um and then it's like okay like shove a sandwich down and then go run a a, go run a a mile and a half loop you know or like we'd go to like do pull-ups and I'm like my food is like going up and down in my stomach like I'm on a roller coaster you know like my stomach like it was so I struggled to get food in um I tried really hard to stay hydrated and then just, like, eat what I could. I did, a, like, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches throughout, like, just splitting it up. But, like, my Apple Watch and – my Apple Watch thousand calories. <laughs> so, um, there definitely was not 8,000 calories put in my body. Um, but, you know, I didn't – I didn't feel depleted – Um, but I definitely knew that like, I should be getting in a little bit more fuel than I was able to. Um, so it's just, I think it's just continual trial and error, um, of like how to fuel. Yeah.
0: So going into this, what, what is your fitness level right now? Are you, are you training like you're competing still, or you, have you backed that off?
2: Um, I'm not really training as if I'm competing. Um, I'm allowing myself some balance. Um, I am doing, I am pretty like, uh, heavy in a strength program. Um, so that's my goal for this off season. Um, and why I like kind of wanted to, uh, sit out this year and, um, get stronger. Uh, so my focus is strength. Um, and, uh, And so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, but then, you know, whereas if I'm training to compete, I, you know, like don't miss a session, like got to get everything in. Um, now it's like, I get my strength in and if I feel like doing something else, then I do it. If I don't, it doesn't happen. I don't stress about it. Um, I love fitness and I love to train. So more often than not like i want to and i have time and i make time to uh get you know a workout or two in uh on top of the strength stuff but um yeah it's been nice to just kind of like allow myself like like i you know was gone for a week so i've got like two days before that event and then two days after and so to be you know not feeling like guilty that I haven't worked out is, is nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of our listeners, uh, Kenneth, again, your body probably doesn't want to waste energy chewing or digesting at that point of exertion as well. Yeah. 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 So can, can people still donate to the foundation, uh, for this cause or has it all closed?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nope. uh, Donations are still, uh, like, open, I guess you'd call it, Um, and I think until, like, the end of the month, Um, and then, like, for all of this, like, people can donate at any time, um, but for – there's, like, a lot of, like, prizes that um, are – gonna be like raffled off or you like if you donate a certain amount you get in like a raffle to win we'll um some like really cool stuff like there's a concept too um I think there's a rower a ski and a bike that's all like customed um they're really cool that are up for raffle and then um some all kinds of other stuff so um obviously like now is more of the time to donate because you can like win stuff but you can definitely donate all year round
0: And the link you provided me last week that we shared with the audience, is that still live? Can I share that again uh, in the uh, Mm -hmm. description below? Okay. I'll do that when we close the show. Well, Carleen, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, This is awesome. It's a great event. Um, I'd heard about it in past years, but this is the first time we've been able to have someone on to kind of talk about the experience and what it's like. Um, And we're big supporters and we'll keep following it uh, year after year.
2: Thank you. I appreciate I,
0: that. Yeah. And thank you. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Have, have a great rest of your night.
2: Okay. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All
0: right bye. Bye. All right. Thank you to Carleen Matthews. CrossFit legend for jumping on and talking about the Big Fish Foundation. And again, I will put that link um, down below. In fact, I'll try to put it in the chat right now because um, I do have her Instagram open and she sent me that there. So, sure. So, what do you want to talk about first, Miss Latimer? up to you.
1: If you, if we want to talk about the master's fitness collective workouts, I know Corey is, looks like maybe he's doing it right now. Um, one of the events and might jump on when he gets done. Um, so we can kind of review some of the workouts if we want talk about those. Sorry.
0: So we, so on the round table we did on Monday and Corey jumped on, yeah. You had already done event one at that point. Correct. Um, so can you go over what event one is?
1: So event one was a 12-minute AMRAP of one burpee box jump over, two toe to bar, three burpee box jump over, four toe bar, five, six. So always odd on the box jump over, always even on the toe bar um, for 12 minutes.
0: And how did that go for you? Yep. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. I can
0: hear you. Okay. How did that go for you?
1: Um, I think good. I, I just went into these with no, like I didn't stress over them or, It does sound like the Jamie special. (laughs) Like I saw this one. I was like, Oh, I like this one. And I could have maybe done a few like rounds, kind of gotten a pace, had an idea, but I literally, I'm like kind of over the qualifiers. And so I was just like, we're just going to do all these and just move. And it is what it is. Um, It was fine. I went, I was maybe a little overpaced on the burpee box jump overs. Um, but the score sheet went to 20 total bar and I was, I was trying to break the score sheet. I, I got done with 20 total bar. Um, but I did not get a burpee box jump over in. So,
0: so what was the text I sent you after this workout?
1: Something that is like my, the Jamie workout. it should be named the Jamie workout.
0: Jamie, Yeah. yeah this should be the new girl's workout named Jamie. Um, yeah. So just to go with what Lex was saying, uh, Jeremy Eat World says, "Twas quite painful, but not the worst one."
1: I, yeah, I I thought this one was fine. Again, maybe I didn't push hard enough. Um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I really I really liked it. Like it was a fun workout. wasn't pain like overly painful. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Then we go to twenty three point two, which was. A, a weird, I'm gonna to try to read it out loud. Uh it's for Max Reps. You had 30 seconds ground to overhead of 9565, rest 30 seconds, then 60 seconds of ground to overhead, 135.85, rest 30 seconds, then 90 seconds of ground to overhead 155-105 rest 30 seconds, and then 120 seconds or two minutes, as we call in English, uh ground to overhead 185-125. Now that one should probably be called Lex in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Not the Jamie, not the Jamie special,
0: not not the Jamie special. That that's no. the Lex special uh, in my opinion. She may contradict me, but I think that's a Lex special. So yeah. you yeah. did that one as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So I did that one like 30, 40 minutes after the total bar. I finished the total bar workout and I was like, I should probably wait. Like my grip is a little bit toasty. Like, am I even going to want to hold on to that barbell? Um, And I was like, and like, we know it's not the Jamie special. So I was like, maybe I should do this tomorrow and try to capitalize. But again, I don't care. So I was like, let's just get it done. So I did it. Um, Again, I just started moving the barbell with no thought or I snatched for like as long as I could um, snatched up to a few reps of the one Oh five. And I was like, okay, I should start cleaning, jerking and moving a little faster. And I mean, I don't know. I'm happy with my, I'm happy with it. It was fine.
0: Yeah, I, I thought you had a solid score. Um, I did notice at last time I looked late today, there still were no scores on the leaderboard for the qualifier.
1: So in there, we have like this discussion thread that you can get on where you can ask questions. And somebody asked in there and they said they are leaving this leaderboard blind until video review is over. So it could be like two weeks, which is insane to me. I know I'm annoyed too. Cause I was hoping we'd be able to talk about these two workouts and see where the leader. So I don't know, like maybe we'll have to do a different recap show on this. This It's crazy.
0: Or whatever. Yeah. Um, Jeremy world said he actually loved this one. This would have been my jam as well. Um, Like, like I told Corey on Monday, Randy is my second favorite workout. Um, So I would just, this would be right up my alley. Um, I do want to make one comment and this is my opinion and does not necessarily express the, the opinions of those on this podcast with me. Um, Jamie was the champion of the MFC last year. That should come with some sort of. Exemption from having to do the qualifier the following year you're going to be in the same age group you were last year for MFC. You won the damn thing. You should at least get an exemption to be able to participate this year. That in the very least should be what happens if you are a champion and they want you to come back and defend. Because I looked at the list of participants in this and there are a lot of names missing. And I think, If you would have said to a champion, you're exempt from qualifiers, you automatically get a spot. You'd have some of the bigger names back this year that you not don't necessarily have right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah.
0: So at the very, very minimum. And I just wanted to get that in before we all complain about the next workout, which is 23.3. Every four minutes for 16 minutes Four sets of max reps, 500 meter row, 25 wall ball shots, 20 and 14 to a 10 and nine foot target, and then max rep squat snatches. Squat snatches. Correct. 95-65. Yep. So, there I, have, I have pulled in a lot of complaints from a lot of people about this workout. So, Lex, I do not know if it is they're going to give invites or not. In the past, they have given invites oh. to people to bring them in that didn't do the qualifier. I don't know who's running it this year. I am not a part of it as I have been in the past. Cat, who was a big part of it in the past, is not a part of it this year. So I cannot confirm that that's the case. But they have always if you were a games athlete, you got exemptions to come in and compete. Um, but I don't know what, what it is this year. And Jeremy world says, we're talking about 23, three, do not hold back. Yeah. I'm going to give you the floor first and then I'll add some complaints. If you have not covered them all about this workout.
1: Okay. Um, Well, first of all, this goes, these workouts are for 30, they have the 30 to 34. So these workouts are for 30 to 59 year olds. If you are 60 and up, you don't have to do the qualifiers. You can just sign up and you can go because they don't, I don't think they have enough people. So they just let them skip it. And I think they, and personally, I think they do it because they don't want to write different workouts. So these are the workouts for everybody. So, a 54 year old woman is expected to row 500 meters just like a 32 year old man and throw 25 wall balls in under four minutes. I mean, realistic, let's be realistic, in under 345 and get your butt back over to the rower and, and continually do that for four rounds. No drop off. Don't like work up to the four minutes. Cause if you do, if you work up to the entire four minutes and then walk over to the rower and get seated and start pulling, you've for sure shot yourself in the foot. Um, And only squat snatches count. And the word, I feel like the wording in the workout is very poorly written. Um, Saying like you may work up until the time there's been several people who have questioned, "Can I take a round off?" Because that seems like the logical thing to do. Uh, le- so yeah, so that was my biggest when I read so it. You I was know, like,
0: "Yo, audience, Lex is asking for twenty-three-three. Would you skip around and just send it on two to three of the rounds?"
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my original plan was. Go hard on one, round one. You're fresh. Hold, like, do what you can on round two, like, and work all the way up to the beep of the four minutes. And then go sit your butt on the rower and just row at like a 245 ish, even slower if you want pace. And then just kind of stand there and um, recover for the next minute. And then do that again and send it on the last round. They okay. have said... That is
0: not what you did.
1: No, because that question was asked twice now, and they put out two like social media posts that say, do not skip around. That is not in the spirit of the workout. Fine. I'm going to do it for real. But I'm capable of doing it for real. I, I quite honestly do not believe there will be women in the higher age groups that physically can even get through all 25 wall balls every single round. I think they're going to end up seeing that, that like they, they can't. um, And this, and like, certainly can't get any squat snatches at that point. So my suggestion I wrote on one of their posts was like, you need to keep, you need to make the wall balls matter. Cause my choice of what I wanted to do and what they've, kind of said was don't skip around like at least show effort you're going to still get people who do what i said like go sit on the rower for three minutes and then not throwing wall balls again that's a different workout than getting all 25 wall balls in every round and it could matter significantly for people in the higher ages brackets
0: lex says the spirit of the workout lol my spirit is going at 245 pace and doing one, one, one wall ball for a round,
1: yes, Lex. That was my plan. Um, but if they take my suggestion and count wall balls, I didn't want that to be a possibility. So i I did the whole workout.
0: Kenneth says I've not been a fan of the way people been have been using the word "spirit" with CrossFit competitions lately. Yeah, I mean it's it's poorly written, right? Like.
1: The row should be a buy-in. that's fine, but the wall balls the wall balls and squat squat snatches need to count both
0: or add some rest between yeah. the rounds. Yeah. or and then I have this question that has been posed to me. Why are you doing squat on squat? Like you're squatting twenty five times for the wall ball. Why couldn't it have just been power snatches? Why did it have to be squat snatches after? it just doesn't make a lot of sense programming wise. So those were some of the complaints that I heard. Build in some rest, would have made this a much better workout and it should be power snatches, not squat snatches. Or or reduce the row for the older age groups or the women to 400, or maybe the older age groups 300
1: yeah like I said, I don't think they wanted to mess with differing workouts, and that's fine, but just make the wall balls count like I mean that's your easiest solution. and then people will either choose to work or not because you're gonna want to get your wall balls in. um and then beyond that, it's whether you're capable of getting some squat snatches in in time. but I, yeah thirty second rest would have been great. Then you would have actually worked for the full four minutes because the way I did it, I had to stop with ten seconds to go like, the last thing you're going to do is snatch all the way to four minutes and then not start rowing for six seconds. And then you, like, you just, you're shooting yourself in the foot.
0: Because you don't get the four minutes. Like, I watched your video. Right. Like, you stopped at 340, 345 every round mm-hmm. and got, so you could get on the rower and start on time each round. Right. Really, the only round you did four minutes was the last round correct
1: so and and you watched me do it imagine watching some like a 50 year old trying to row and throw thir- 25 wall balls in 3 minutes in 40 seconds like with compounded fatigue like that's going to get to the point where you aren't quite getting there
0: so there's a lot of um, Jeremy World says, well said, both of you. Um, Lex actually said, why not do it like the game? Oops. Yeah. Why not do it similar to the games where it was like four, 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 five interval with one minute rest in between? Like that, that's because that last interval being a minute more when you're dog tired. Like how much, how, how deep are you going to dig? in that fifth minute to get those extra reps. Right. 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 Like that makes that a whole lot more interesting than what's what was written. Well, let's move on. So we have time to get to some other things. Um, the last one was complete as many rounds and reps as possible in 10 minutes of 30 double unders, 20 pull-ups, 10 dumbbell box step overs, uh, 50, 35 dumbbells over a 20 inch box and five wall walks. And so the one question I have gotten on this is why are the double unders even there? Because it's a chipper and you're moving. Why do you need that cardio piece there? Because if you're going to do well in this workout, you're not stopping anyway.
1: Yeah. I think they just needed to test that skill i mean there are still people who don't have good double unders and like i mean jim jim did all these with us even though that he didn't have to just to do them and that's that can be a hold up for him like that takes him time 30 isn't a huge number but if that takes him a minute 20 as opposed to my 25 seconds like that's you're you're losing a chunk of your 10 minutes if you aren't great at double unders. And if it isn't a recovery piece for you, like if you're struggling to get those double unders and spiking your heart rate, you don't, you definitely don't want to go into the 20 pull-ups.
0: Correct. So you did this one as well. Another, another very Jamie ish workout. Um, you did very well on this one. Um, you did not stop the entire time. Um, is that how, did you feel good about this one as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I felt good about this one. It was, it was gross. Like I like back, dumbbell back step overs and 10 is not a lot, but you're, you're like grip is starting to fatigue and just triceps in general with the wall walk. And I, yeah, it was, it got nasty. This one got nasty. I thought.
0: So you've got all yours done. Yep. I'm done. Uh-huh. Corey did one just a little bit ago. He jumped on here at eight 41. I don't know if he's still there. Um, or if he's passed out or what. Um, but I know he's doing them. Um, and Jeremy world, I know is doing them as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how you guys all land on the leaderboard. Um, since I actually know like a handful of people, like that's why I was kept checking. It wasn't really for the show. It was to see how my friends were doing. Um, Um, But yeah, nothing up yet for that.
1: Yeah, we'll have to have a recap show once the leaderboard is.
0: Yeah. So that's the Masters Fitness Collective qualifiers from this weekend. Um, People are still doing them. You have till like Sunday or Monday. 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 uh, Yeah. To get them in. Um, The first two had to be in already. Right. If you're not going to populate the leaderboard, why the hell do you... Why the hell do you do that?
1: That That's why I assumed it would be out. Like, cool, we get to see where you're kind of sitting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did it that way.
0: Um, so Jeremy, the world says, uh, well-programmed. However, I'd have made this one 12 minutes and 23.1, 10 minutes. I can see that. Um. Uh, Corey got his second piece in Piece of cake, piece of pizza Who knows what the piece was All right. so there's a couple pieces of CrossFit news And then we're going to get into the fun part of the show Um, First is There was a positive drug test uh, Within the last week I know we're hitting this a little bit late um, But it was CrossFit FBDV Mayhem Africa Um, Africa Doesn't only gets one submission only gets one qualifier to the games uh this was their one team that qualified uh it was announced on michelle moran's um instagram account um where she said a lot um she said that it they didn't take the drugs um it is with very heavy heart that i sit and type this message unfortunately one of our team members yielded a positive drug test We 100% know that no one took any kind of performance-enhancing drugs and that these things happen to the best in the sport. We went to semifinals to win. We knew we would get tested. But unfortunately, we live in a world where things go wrong. It's just the way life works, and it's something we cannot control. We're in the appeal process with CrossFit and are praying for a miracle. We are going to stop all fundraising until we have concrete information going forward. It goes on for two more paragraphs three more paragraphs, but that's the gist of it. I do respect the fact that they shut down fundraising immediately. Um, That has been an issue in the past with positive drug tests um, and returning money to people. So that was um, good to hear. Um, I'm to be honest with the drug testing, especially in the team division, like I'm just numb to it now. Like there were so many last year that, I've honestly have just been waiting for the the news to to break. Yeah. Um, any thoughts, Jamie, on this at all?
1: No, I mean, and it's tough to like. You think you know people and teams, and how well does she know her teammate? Who was it that popped? Did it? Does it say?
0: She doesn't name it out, and CrossFit hasn't made the announcement, okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, who was it? Unless Blue City
1: know. last year that had the positive that was like, like whatever was on site that they took that that was that was like that one was awful. Um, so I agree. if they if it's a similar situation, they can prove that. Props to them, but it's it's hard to.
0: I don't know. Blue City proved it and still got a four year ban. So I don't. Well,
1: one of them, one of them got a two, and one of them got the four. That was insane to me.
0: I don't know. And Lex probably says it better than I do. Um, I just don't buy the "we know everything we've consumed" excuse. Yeah, yeah. I, it's. I've been a sports fan for a long time. Um, Performance-enhancing drugs have popped up in my life so many times in the past, and so many stories have fallen short. I just can't. I just can't believe anymore. Um, unless you show me piles. Um, piles and piles of evidence like blue city did. They're the only people that I am on their side right now. Everything else I'm going to be, I believe that you popped until you can prove not. And that that's a sad place to be, but I've been burned too many times, uh, in the past. Agreed. The other Uh, big news of the week, uh, Ben Bergeron called it a day as a competitive CrossFit coach and has named Cole Sager to be his head competitive coach. Effective after this year's games. Thoughts?
1: I mean, I feel like it's been coming, right? Like, he's just... They're not the IT training camp anymore. The athletes are leaving. He's not really making games. Athletes, he's lucky. Cole is just a pretty... I mean, he's
0: obvious. Cole's obviously a great athlete. Yeah, I, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, I think the timing sucks. Cole just qualified for his 10th straight CrossFit Games. And now the story isn't that. The story is, hey, look at me, Ben Bergeron, I'm done. I'm retiring. And now Cole is going to be forced to answer questions um, about, this whole thing, as opposed to what he's accomplished as an athlete, making it to 10 straight CrossFit games. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Ben on Savon this morning. I did it not. Was, it was a different Ben than I've seen before, where he actually admitted that they made mis- mistakes and missteps in what they were trying to accomplish. And actually stopped being, got away from their core of who they are and what they were trying to be. And with that, they lost several athletes. And now they are trying to reel it back all in to what they were before um, and started all over with Cole. And I am, that is a lot of my own words, saying whatever, um, he said, cause it, his was much more lengthy and much more like, Hey, we, we screwed up and like admitting fault, which I have not seen from Ben in previous stuff. Um, so anyway,
1: I mean, like, did, did he say their focus was lost on like, just b- fixing athletes mindsets and not being as focused on Programming and training?
0: No, he said it was more along the lines of they were always just like a couple athletes that that was their focus. And they tried to expand into this academy setting with way more athletes spreading. And then they added a CEO, a CFO, um, a COO, and all these things to the company that made them lose their way. And they, they have then now paired back to, they had six employees, got to like 19. Now they're back to six.
1: I remember when he announced this academy type system and I was like, oh, that's going to be huge. Like that's, I mean, these camp settings are what typically seem to make the best athletes. And I was surprised that never, I don't know if it actually didn't get built to like the actual facility didn't get built the way they wanted or they just couldn't get any name, like big names in to become that. But like, I remember him talking about starting that. And I was like, that's going to be huge. Like, like I would love to go there.
0: So I, and I think this is the other part. Like he taught and he didn't go into detail about this, but he did talk about how they were giving stipends to athletes to help them be able to come to New England to do that. And I think that that created some things that he didn't necessarily prepare for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that again is my version of what he said, not a direct quote. So if you want to, if you want to check that out, he was on the first hour of Savon this morning. Um yeah, I'll have check I that just out. I was at work. It just happened to be running in the background and I couldn't believe what I was hearing and I actually stopped and like started paying attention. Yeah. Um, But I knew we were talking about that tonight. So I wanted to at least like listen into what was being said. So, so yeah, so that's happening again. I think the timing sucks for Cole. Um, And I know that people in here are saying that they don't care about Cole making 10 straight, but that's a hell of an accomplishment. Nobody's ever done it until this year. And there are three people that did it this year. And I think that is an accomplishment and um, should not be overshadowed by other things. Hi, gross. So now we're going to talk about training camps. Jamie and I took the week to uh, do some research, some numbers, looking at um, who is the third.
1: Noah. Cole. We do this every time. Every time. BKG.
0: Yep, that's it. BKG. All right. So we looked at training camps. We researched out throughout the world. Every game's qualifier. We figured out who their training camp was. And um, I'm going to try to pull those up now. So we looked at them and we tried to give, assign them a number. So I am going to start with our six through 10. Uh, that is not it. I did that wrong. Yep. We were having technical issues with this before we started. So here we go. Six through 10. All right. So um, the number... on the left is the rank the number on the right is how many games qualifiers they had and then the average finish of those games qualifiers so there were seven training programs that had two games qualifiers then we had at number nine no shortcuts had three uh training think tank had three tied so that should have been a tie for eight um, six was the training plan with four, and then tied with underdogs with four. And then if we go to, I'm going to try the next one, one through five. Then we had HWPO uh, with five, um, with an average finish of 2.6. Brute uh, with six qualifiers with an average finish of 4.3. Proven, uh, six with 5.3. Mayhem with nine and 5.2. And Independence. And these were people that were just one person under a coach. Um, and so I just lumped them into Independence. And it was 20, there were 22 Independents that qualified for the games. Not associated with a camp. And their average finish was 5.1. So after we looked at this, Jamie and I made our own list. And I have to say, Jamie made two lists. So she broke them down in two different ways. Um, I have one list, but we'll start with Jamie and I'll pull hers up and I'll let her explain what her thinking was. Which one would you like first, ma'am?
1: Oh, let's go the games. Like, cause what you did we'll start there
0: the games builder
1: mm, no making it to the games okay
0: so the semi-final builder
1: i guess for, what you said I first the games them. builder yeah this games one? builder
0: okay this is semi-final builder
1: oh this is make. that's fine we'll start here okay so okay. this is for me this is what i would tell an athlete to probably join who's looking to break into the semifinal game. Um, um, so I went underdogs, um, fourth, like tie between fourth and brew and HWPO to TTT and first mayhem. And this is pretty strict, almost strictly off of just numbers out of the semifinals. Um, Proven actually had a couple more, but, um, if I'm making like concessions on just like volume and other thought processes, I, I would probably usher someone into underdogs over Proven. Um, but yeah, like Mayhem had like 20, I don't know where my numbers are. Like I don't know, twenty-two people at semis. They probably had more than that. It's it was honestly hard to find some of the like, and this is just like top thirty finishes in semis. Um, I you know if I had like direct messaged with people and be able to figure out everyone's camps, maybe I would have better numbers. But yeah, mayhem overwhelmingly had the most athletes at semifinals, and then TTT had it was real close between TTT, HWPO and Brute. Um, and then underdogs and proven were in there. So those just builder, pro- like builder programs. I think underdogs is like kind of brute and underdogs are more like building now bringing on more and more athletes.
0: So Bruce, what we went by is if they identified themselves as being with a program on their Instagram, or on some other identifying piece of information, that's who we assign them to. So it does not necessarily mean that they are in in the camp there. Like take underdogs for example, it doesn't mean they're in Vegas. Um, it just means they're following the underdogs programming, and they're they're attributing that as their program. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think. I mean, I think first being mayhem is mayhem is just because it's such a like global community that anyone anywhere like looking to break into the semifinal space could probably join that, have a ton of feedback, um, on, on that global leaderboard. And like, I mean, Rich puts out pretty good programming. It's, it's worked for a lot of people. So I think that's probably your, your best choice. And then, um, with I've seen some of HWPO and it's just a crap ton of volume. Um, so I think that that could help some people if it's the right program for you, that could help some people like shore up some weaknesses and just handle the volume in general. Um, so those are my choices for building a semifinals athlete.
0: So this is your games version. If you want to get someone to the games, this is your top five.
1: Yeah. So it was clear to me that like these, like, Ellie and Justin, Emma and Jack, like these like couples training, um, uh, Laura and Gabby, like these two off people like training together with kind of their own coach and not any, and not like an outside program seem to be the best, like overall highest finishers, um, you get, you, they're just, there was a lot of that. These solo, and I don't know if it's just the extra attention that you, that it's too, a lot of them seem to be male, female. We know that worked for Matt and Tia. Um, So that would be my suggestion for people looking, you know, you kind of already have to be good and then link up with somebody and that's going to keep you a top games athlete. And then same thing, mayhem, HWPO brute and proven this went more off of how many people made it into the games and I went in that kind of number that Scott went off of
0: all right is that all you have to say about that one
1: well so I see Bruce just said Laura is Ben Smith athlete is I don't know if that's quite true anymore
0: uh, I've not seen anything to the contrary
1: okay well, it sounds so, like her and Gabby like train together occasionally,
0: right? Well, I think that because Gabby is with Christoph, Christoph. Mm-hmm. They, they do have the opportunity to train together sometimes. But everything I've heard for Ben is that he they're still to, they're still working together. Well, she's and still I, a solo well, athlete, so still, she's killing it. Like, why? Yeah. Uh, so then are you done? Can I switch to mine? Yeah, that's fine. So mine is what I think through my gut of what, regardless of the numbers. And I do have reasoning for every one of these. Um, but we're going to see if this works because it may cover up my reasoning. And so these are my top five training camps. This is Scott's vision. My belief. And I'm going to try to look over top of it. Well, at least it does. Cool. So, the reason I picked HWPO as my number one is because just flat out best finishes. Um, they had the highest average finish of any of the top seven um, programs at at regionals or semifinals. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the turnaround alone of Katrin David's daughter you've got to drop your jaw from not making the games to second place in a North American semifinal. That is huge, huge strides. Second, Amanda and Sam, since they've been to HWPO have been consistently good and Amanda looks really good this year. So what they have done to change people. And I will say personally, I never believed in Jason Hopper as a legit threat to compete at the games, and I was wrong. He is killing it this year. He was consistently good at semifinals, and another reason why HWPO is killing it. Um, My second one is Brute, and that is just sheer numbers, and they could compete with HWPO for finishes. Um, On the women's side in the East, they took first and second um, with Emma and Danielle. Dallin Pepper looks to be as strong as anyone. Uh, getting James, Sprague, and Fee over the hump this year, both of them uh, in the same year, is a huge accomplishment. Those two have been trying to make the games for a while. Um, and then they go a little bit international with some Arthur Seminoff. He wins Asia, so they get a victory over there. My big question to them going forward is, Brute has really changed. Is this now the Matt Torres only show because Nick Fowler has left Brute? And what is, is Torres now the only real competitive CrossFit coach Brute has? He's the only one that got someone to the games. There are other coaches still with Brute, but he's the only one. And that's a lot of eggs in one basket. Um And, and he's doing it all on his own. He does not really have a lot of coaches down there in Naples with him. Um, so how long can he sustain that as a one-man one show? Um, third, I have Proven. And the reason I have Proven, yeah, Dom is another coach down there, Lex. I, I, you are correct. Um, proven has six qualifiers all over the map with old Will Morad, young Olivia Kerstetter, and a whole lot in between. Uh, What rises them up to three for me is they have the best team. Um, They have the best team by far, and I think they are arguably going to dominate uh, the CrossFit Games. So I think that is um, why they are number three. Then I go with underdogs, four qualifiers on four different continents, and three podium finishers. Underdogs also got Bronislaw over the hump and may have a future champion in Alex Kazan. They also got a team to qualify out of the West that I don't think had a, a lot of people had marked down as qualifying for the games. So they outperformed what I think their expectations were, and Underdogs gets number four slot. The final one is the training plan. I call that the all-legends team uh, with because you can just use one name, Annie, BKG, Yona. And now Heinrich Heipleinen, who may have had quietly had one of the best semifinals of anybody in the sport. So quiet. He took second place in Europe, and people aren't even talking about him. Um, and the dude just gets it done. The last thing I'm going to say is why no mayhem? I think mayhem is fractured into sex around S E C T S. Sex around the the globe, and it's not really a true training camp anymore. It's just a program that people follow. There's not a lot of additional coaching that comes along with that. And until they can prove that different from me, um, I am taking them off the list. Plus, you had some major regressions, in my opinion, at the semifinal level, with Gee not qualifying for the games, and Roman underperforming in the East. Um, with that, I put down that this will be interesting to watch going forward, not saying that, that Roman's not going to perform well at the games, but he did regress during semis and Gee did not make the games. And that is a, that is a billboard name that mayhem didn't get across the the line. So those are my top five. Um, I know you guys are having a lot of a lot of talk in the chat. Um, do you guys have a top five? Um, Jimmy or Jeremy eats world. I want to have sex. Um, Thomas says. Thomas says ninety percent is recruitment, ten percent is personalized coaching. Um, I think better personalized coaching improves your recruitment. And once you get good at the one and the other one goes higher, then you become an established training camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for HWPO, I think bringing in Harry, it was huge and I think it's going to pay off in droves.
0: And Lex echoes Tomas with most people in teams have recruited athletes. So it's not really the programming that got them there that quick. I I agree to some extent, but I do think that what you did with athletes in the past increases your ability to recruit new athletes. And someone like HWPO turning athletes around from dismal performances in the past. It is a feather in their cap that some of the others don't have. And then you look at people at underdogs. Like I give underdogs a lot of credit because Alex Kazan is house grown and Brunnislaw has been trying to make the games for seven years or so. And, you know, they finally got him over the hump. Um, but I but I do think you have to put in the work to prove yourself with your programming and what you can do to improve people. Then the recruitment becomes easier. And then once you become established, that's why mayhem, it can just churn out 72 athletes every semifinals because they're a proven commodity for 12 years and people just sign up because of the name. Right. I do agree with all of that. Right. Right. Um, it but there are some of these smaller ones that are that are proving themselves um who are coming into the market and having to prove themselves um they can't fall flat on their face out of the gate or they won't be around very long
2: right, right. yep
0: yeah. um jeremy says uh, love both lists but you missed smtp at the top but seriously love the list love the reasons yeah smt smtp has to do better and more than just Africa before I will move them up to the list. Yeah, Lex, I would actually say I only start, I didn't put independence up there because I was just sticking with the camps that are uh, around, but I would say that if you're really good, going solo is probably the best route. I think Jamie is right. Independence. Um, and finding the people that to surround yourself with best is probably the best. But love the discussion. Um, And you guys can continue that in the comments below, but we've run a little bit long and I'm okay with that. Um, It's, this is going to be Thursday night CrossFit talk. We're doing it every week now at 8 PM Eastern time, where we talk about, um, where we talk about everything CrossFit and we're going to come up with crazy lists, crazy subjects to talk about. We're going to try to feature a charity every week. We're going to try to feature a local competition in some way, form, shape. And with that, um, we already have our charity scheduled for next week. And that is, let me just make sure I get it right. Um, Mark Mark Moss with Uplift is going to come on next week for about 15 minutes and talk about that. Um, so that's going to be great. Um, he's already agreed to do that. We, had a, we texted this afternoon. So he'll be on next week at the top of the show. We're looking for a local competition for next week uh, to feature. So if you guys have any ideas, let us know. If not, I'll do some Googling to see what's going on next weekend. Uh, Where we can feature all that. And then we'll come up with a topic, probably the next 24 hours, that Jamie and I will research over the next week and come up with a new list next week uh, for us to chat about and debate. With that, and anything that comes up news wise, we'll talk about as well. Um, And probably someone else will pop for PEDs between now and then. So we'll have to talk about that. With that being said, You guys have a great night. Thank you so much for participating in the chat. We love you all, and we'll see everybody next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk with Clydesdale Media. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.